Also, just a PSA, me and my co-captain Suhani are not brother and sister. Just wanted to clear the air on that. Welcome back, everyone. This is No Sticks Given. My name is Radhika. And I'm Kohol. And today... And... Oh, you're going to no, do no, this. No, you do it. I felt weird doing it. You do it. <laughs> Today we have a bunch of special guests with us. Um, it's our biggest recording, group recording yet. Yeah. Um, we will just let them introduce themselves, I guess. Um, I don't want to do anyone dirty, <laughs> do this wrong. Okay, cool. Uh, hi, I'm Bavik. Um, I go to Georgia Tech. Uh, I've been on GT Rim and Ross for the last four years. Um, and I capped in the last three years, and we qualified for RAS 12 this past year. Congratulations. Thank you. Yay. Ooh. Ooh. Go Rambo. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, hi, my name is Benny, and I went to UT Austin. Um, I was on Dirty Saldana for four years, and I was captain my last year, my senior year. And we went to RES twice while it's on the team. So that was really cool. Um, yeah. And then right now, awesome. I'm from Dallas. Um, hey guys, I'm Komal Patel. And I was on Gatoraz from 2016 to 2019. Um, and we went to RES twice, but I guess only once uh, while I was captain. So, and then my last year, I just decided to join a fusion team to see what was up with that and it was oh, really nice. fun <laughs> oh wow yeah so i'm a fifth year right now so sweet oh nice all right so today we wanted to talk to these successful ross dancers about their time on their teams and basically what made their team do so well during their years uh, i don't know how else to say it any better than that so so we can start from like the beginning of the year yeah. and then move forward from that so yeah. starting from recruitment how do you guys um you know recruit your dancers uh yeah so for us um it's a little different we have like well actually a lot of like schools have like a lot of dance teams we have like 12 um, so for us, it's really like when we took over as captains, we weren't really super well known. Um, so it was just kind of like getting our like name out there. We had a lot of in-state people, which helped. So they kind of just like spread the word to their friends. Um, and it got a little bit easier every year, obviously, because like the first year we were captains, like no one really knew anything about us. Everyone knows about Kurbani. Uh, they're like the really big team so yeah everyone knows about them but uh, just kind of getting our name out there and then I feel like once we like kind of established ourselves on campus and stuff like people just had a good experience with the team um, and they just told their friends and it was really just like everyone found a way to like find their own family and stuff like that and it made it easier to recruit um, I think it was really more about mm -hmm. the team culture we didn't have any like I guess like clout or anything on campus where people were like holy shit GT Raymond Ross so it was just kind of like you know, these are some people that dance, and then they wanted to learn more about Ross. Um, a lot of people that, like, tried out for our team, like, didn't have any idea about Ross, which was pretty right. cool. So would you say, like, the biggest uh, motivating factor was word of mouth, or was it, like, your success on stage? Um, I definitely think it was more word of mouth, because, like, like, a lot of people don't watch Ross. I feel like, especially oh, yeah. here, even though we have ATS here, like, no one comes for the Ross teams, which is really sad. Uh, everyone really likes watching the Bollywood teams, but no one wants to watch the Ross teams. Um, people have, like, actually told me they, like, 
fall asleep during the rock performances and I'm like yeah. what? but yeah so it's really more about like just getting people to like know about our team through camera right. stuff yeah no I think so like Michigan has a very similar atmosphere we have like a ton of teams and at least when I was at school like is that the Munzel were extremely really they the bet they're up top of the circuit in their respective circuit um so it's really hard to compete with them on a um, like media perspective but also just like getting people like no one everyone wants to be on Mudzilla and Izzet because like they're the ones going to the big comps they're the ones winning and so it was like a really awful circle just because like we couldn't get the strongest answers and so like we had to we felt like we had to start from scratch every year and so we had a great time but you just like never break through and so I think like it's really nice to see you guys break through and and do that this year Um, yeah Benny how about you yeah so um our structure is very similar to GT um like DSD we are like I think we are well known on campus but not as well known as like the Bollywood team because we do have so many teams right so I remember we would kind of go around before school started, I think the week of, week before and just like send around flyers and things like that. Um, a lot of it was like word of mouth. And we do have these, um, like, I think it was like organizational, you know, like um, workshops kind of thing where people would come around, look at like all the dance teams and stuff. And so we would really go for freshmen or I was really big on like, let's go for like the freshmen just so like for the retainment factor, just so they can like stay on the team. But it was also, like, since school's so big, um, we were really, like, big on, like, you know, like, we're family. Like, we want y'all to join our family and kind of, like, reach out to those types of people and just be like, you know, we know this is, like, very intimidating and we want y'all to join our team kind of thing. Um, Also, like, Ross is not the most, you know, appealing thing. Like, when you come to school, when I joined the team, I did not even know what Ross was. So I joined because my friend was like, oh, let's go to workshops, and I liked it. So I think people have this, like, negative preconception of it before they even join. So I think it was more of just like word of mouth, just kind of telling people like, you know, this is actually a lot of fun and you can learn a lot from it. Um, and you can grow and you can actually, above all, like you can make really good friends. And so I think that was like the biggest thing for us is going, you know, after like those freshmen who really didn't know what they wanted to do. And we're trying to find like a place at UT, so. Totally. Como, did you have anything you wanted to add? Um, yeah, so we also like, we have a lot of dance teams on our campus as well, but whenever I do meet a freshman, I don't usually try to push them just towards Ross. I push them towards all of the teams because we do try to also recruit people who choose to be on Ross rather than like that's their only choice or whatever um, and stuff like that. People who actually want to. And we also look for hard workers because I know a lot of times we've accepted like boys, for example, often don't come with like the best sense of rhythm just not to be sexist like it just happened to gator ass it just happened to gator ass um i don't think that happens to everyone but we we have like some examples to where like those people are just such hard workers and we could see that from the beginning that they became amazing um and that's what i think we look for more than just like raw talent mm-hmm. how do you find like those diamond in the rough dancers like what what exact qualities are you looking for? Because, like, I know, like, I have some things that I look forward to, but I'm curious to see what you guys have. Cool. So I actually, when you, like, you know, when they dance in front of me and stuff, I would always say you can teach cleaning, um, but you can't teach energy and, like, that presence on stage. And mm-hmm. so when you're comparing, like, maybe three or four people together, you always look for that person who just, like, stands. Like, they can be very messy, but if they have that energy and your eye goes to them, like, wow, they have a nice stage presence, right? Those are, like, the people I, I would, like, choose. 
Um, and I think those are like the, you know, especially like those nitpicky people where you're like deciding between two people. Mm. Um, I always lean towards the person with the energy just because you can't teach that. I think that right. just comes from within, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but cleaning wise, yeah, cleaning wise, boys are always naturally messy. They it's so bad, it's so bad. <laughs> but I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. No, girls, girls are just naturally true. better dancers. Yeah, I feel but, like yeah. in in my yeah. experience, I've noticed that girls have better natural rhythm and guys just yeah. have better energy. So energy, yeah. you just have to find the balance for both of those. Yeah, I think like what almost of a hard worker like during our like info sessions or whatever, like you can tell when they're learning the piece. Like, even if they're a little shyer, like, they'll definitely make an effort to, like, come up to you and be like, yo, can you, like, rep this out with me? And I think that goes a long way because some people, like, when they come, you can tell if they're, like, not, like, too cool to be there, but they just, like, don't really want to put forth the effort. But, like, some people will be like, okay, like, can you watch me do this? Can you, like, make sure I'm doing this right? And they'll just keep doing it over and over when playing the music. And that's, like, huge um, just because, like, you want people to put in effort for sure. Um, I think that goes very nicely into like the next question that we had for you guys was how do you guys train your newbies? Um, something that I faced as a challenge was that when we started off our year, it was just so easy to dive straight into choreo, straight into teaching the th- routine and just kind of like seeing if they'll pick up the technique and, <laughs> and how to dance up on the way. But how do you guys kind of um you know go about training your newbies is it different than that yeah i think like um definitely like drilling the basic stuff because i feel like for ross again like a lot of people said people don't really know it coming in so just like making sure like the basic footwork stuff everyone's got down and then what we actually have like the first practice with like all the old people and the new people we'll relearn our trial piece but we'll like do it like the right way which is just like full heads full power like teach them what all that means like dandia angles cleanliness and like once you learn how to do all that stuff once like it's really hard to get a grasp of it initially but i feel like once you get it like the first time it never like goes away so you know how to do like every move in a similar fashion so that's what we try and focus on i mean it's like usually two practices or so like that yeah i think we do the same thing um we usually do like the basics even for like the returners just because i think we forget you know just like the simple steps um so we do that and I think when I was on the team, we had, like, a buddy system, so we would match, like, a returner with a newbie. Just kind of, they would watch them, kind of clean them. Yeah, and just kind of, like, help them out, you know, transition to the team just because it's, like, really daunting coming onto the team with, like, so many returners, you know, or even if it's a new team. Um, so, yeah, we would do that and just kind of have them clean each other, send videos to each other. Uh, so that would help, too. Yeah. And it's basically the same for us. Um we just have like a boot camp for like footwork because they just need to like get a grasp on that first. Um, and then we teach choreo. Obviously, if there are some people that are struggling a lot, we would definitely ask them to come an hour early every day until like they just they, they're like on par with the rest of the team. How often did you guys have practices? Um, we only had um, three times three times a week for eight hours. Ours yeah. Is yeah. The exact same, I think. Yeah. Three yeah. times a week, eight hours. So in fall, we practiced three times a week as well. Um, And then in spring, it amped up to four or so. And our minimum was three. Is that like comp season? That is comp season. Yeah. So it was was four days a week. Um, And then we would cap it at three hours, no matter uh, what it was. Um, Just because we just get really inefficient after that. Yeah, I'm interested to like... Does, how? What about you guys? Do you guys cap it at a certain time, or do you just like 
keep going until it's done. Um, we would, oh yeah, we, sorry. We would, we would cap it at three hours. So we do eight to 11 and at 11, it was done. Like, um, Interesting. yeah, we wouldn't go past 11 cause I think there was a few times we did and people would complain just cause you know, they're like, we have schoolwork and things. And yeah. so, um, yeah, we'd cap it at three hours and then team meeting after for like 10 minutes and then done. Yeah. Our, our yeah. sophomore year, we tried like a four hour <laughs> practice and that was like the absolute worst. Like people were broken the next day. It was awful. Yeah. So yeah, I think like three hours after that is like, I feel like you can't really dance super hard for longer than that. So I actually want to add also just to make us seem like, yes, all teams have flaws. Our like my first year captaining, we pushed the limits like way too much. I think we had like a five hour practice once. I don't know why it was really inefficient. Um, I highly recommend no team ever does that. Um, just like a piece of advice. <laughs> I I want to touch a little bit on audition videos just because like might as well as part of the whole like year long journey that you go through, I guess. Um, when the so you say you part. cap it at three yeah. <laughs> yeah you say you cap it at three hours but if do you have like a thing like i've heard this in different circuits in different teams it's just like okay recording day for audition videos like i don't care we're not leaving here without a good take um we're leaving practice with a good take today and that's it and i don't care how long we it takes so did you guys ever have days like that or like years like that where that was just like what you decided to do uh i think for us like so personally like once because it's the beginning of the year everyone's stamina is already kind of at like a lower point like you build that throughout the year uh we would always tell our team we'd be like we're not leaving until we get it done but like really what we were looking for is we'd probably hit like three or four and we'd assign a couple practices to like record audition videos but after like the fourth one people are just like dead like you know like it it, like the even if they were super clean on that one like their energy is definitely lower like they're not doing it full out because like once you know you have to do a certain amount people start conserving energy and like you're not going to get like the best best audition video so typically we tried to only do like three or four and just like pray that we got a good one in one of those so lie to your team yeah pretty much (laughs) lie to your team Um, no, we would, I think we would do the same thing. Just kind of pray that we got a good one and just send it in. But um, yeah. we, we would tell them like we're doing audition videos for this week. And so it's like kind of like on you guys. Like if you, we don't get a good one, you know, like we're going to send what we have. Um, and it does like make your entire season, right? So I think people kind of are motivated by that. Um, but we would never, yeah. Like by the fourth one, I even know I look like crap. It was just, no, it was not good. <laughs> I agree with everything that both of them said, so I don't really have anything. <laughs> How do you guys structure practices? And I know that's going to probably change as the year progresses, um, but how do you, like, what do you do when you come in? Does everyone come in? Do you guys start, like, if practice starts at 8 o'clock, do you guys ensure that everyone's, you know, in their clothes, water is bottle filled, shoes off at 8 o'clock, and you start, you start stretching 8 to 8.15, and then, you know, do 50%, then a full run through, and then Send them on a two-mile run. <laughs> um, yeah, what is your guys' uh, method of structuring practice? Um, I mean, we generally just start with warm-up, which would be, like, we play the mix. Um, so I'm assuming this is spring right now, and you already have, like, all the choreo down. Um, sure. But we start warm-up using the mix, then we'll stretch. 
Um, sometimes we were like implementing a lot of different like techniques. So for the warm up, we would have like a like a hip hop song, like the work remix, and have yeah. them do it to that. And it's just because of rhythm. And it's like they're doing our routine, but not to like the songs. Like they're doing it to that okay. like slower beat, just so they keep that rhythm. And it's just like a little warm up. Um, oh, that sounds fun. That sounds yeah, fun. it was it was interesting. Um, and then we usually just like. <laughs> head right into like cleaning whatever we need to clean that day or if we're teaching choreo um and then like just make sure to cool down uh sometimes we'll just if it's like spring season obviously uh which is our competition season we'll like end with some run-throughs as well how many run-throughs do you think you guys do per practice or like como how many do you guys um hit? you know honestly this past year we didn't go too crazy i think two would be the max in a row at least but like maybe on a really bad day, like really crazy day like a stamina day we would hit three but like obviously not close together yeah um so i think what couple said was like we'd start practice at eight and then we'd have like a stretch leader so i remember like that stretch leader would kind of you know lead stretches things like that and we do what like almost like the music thing because i think that like you know kind of gets everyone going kind of like people would do like random things We'd have a run, um, a warm up after, just kind of like a running back and forth, and then um, I think in the fall it was more like teaching the choreo because like I know DSC tries to go to a comp in the fall, so because of that like we kind of have to rush things a little bit. So we teach choreo at the beginning, and then kind of slowly integrate stamina and you know doing a full run through. Um, so it was teaching at the beginning, but once we got into spring, it was more of um, run through at the beginning, run through in the middle, and then run through at the end. So we usually try to hit three, unless it was like a comp week, you know, like it was just two back-to-back comps. Um, that takes a toll on everyone, so then we'd hit two. But usually we try to do three and three-hour practices and two and two-hour practices. Um, and then, yeah, for us, like we also, we have like a competition here in Atlanta every fall, so we have to have like everything done before then. It's like just like a local competition, so we need to have like our full set done. Um, so like most of the practices where we're just learning choreo, we're just like trying to get through songs. Um, but then once competition season goes around, we do the same thing, stretch. Um, and then we'll usually do either one, we'll either do like a 50 in formation, just so everyone like knows where they're going, or we'll do like a heads and arm, like full heads and arm. And then after that, this, I forgot who told us this. This was our sophomore year. I think a judge told us to do this and we started doing it after that. And um, we do like full and a half. So you do like the full thing and then you just do like half of your set immediately after um or until failure like until you can't anymore <laughs> um, in formation yeah those are really tiring and then we'll try and end the practice on that Jeez. too but yeah it's it's pretty tiring good way to build stamina so for us execution is the hardest thing i think that's our worst category so it was like really hard to like pick that up so what we did was ask a lot of like other like alumni from other teams and they gave us a lot of different tips. And I know UH gave us the tips, uh, the tip of doing like half run through. So half the team goes up and do, does like half the run through while the other team like picks one person to watch and then they critique and then they switch um, or something like that. And then someone else recommended maybe slew. I, I, I actually forgot. Um, they recommended ghost runs and that was more for rhythm. So basically you start the music, you do the first eight beats, then you cut off the music and the whole team tries to like keep in sync together. So that was one thing. And if I think of more, I'll let you guys know later. Yes, please. <laughs> um, All right. Did... Also, uh, 
hit Gomal up for any more <laughs> tips. And she'll so let you many. Know. I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, like executionally, like I don't know. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> Um, to piggyback off, no, that's of, that's uh, really cool. To piggyback it's off fine. of Gomal, no, I agree. Like our execution was is not the best either. So I think one thing we did was, um, instead, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like yeah, hearing this. Like, uh, <laughs> no, our, trust me. our reference bars are very. Trust me, trust me. No, no, no. It it took it, t- it took a while to get wherever we were, but no. Um, we'd actually have people on like the team come out, so we'd have like one or two people. We'd assign them. And we'd be like, okay, y'all do this part. Y'all are cleaning this part, right, of the dance. And usually you pick people who probably aren't the cleanest in that dance. But the reason we do that is because they'll learn the cleaning and then they'll teach the cleaning. So the captains oh, will go in and then we'll have them come out. And they'll, we'll tell them like a week in advance and then they'll teach us the cleaning, right? So it first helps them. And then we as captains aren't the cleanest, right? So um, we'll get the cleaning too. So that was like an exercise we did. And I think it was it helped out a lot. Um but yeah, so if anyone ever wants to use that, you guys should. It's it's cool. And it gets everyone kind of like, oh, there's someone else up on, you know, teaching you cleaning. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's someone different. Um, but yeah. So then when you do that mm-hmm. exercise, then that means that you teach the choreo first. And then when it right. comes around to cleaning, then you'll have someone yeah, else do it. So okay. usually this, we did this in the spring a lot. Um, in between, you know, just like when we were getting ready for comps and stuff. It was more for that. And then like we just kind of picked people who were like, okay, I think this is like a really strong leader but this person needs like more cleaning right so we'd pair them together and so we kind of do like opposites yeah and it would help out a lot and they'd help each other and then just naturally you become better right like just cleaning wise when you teach it and then it also helps like foster new leadership yeah no for sure uh did you guys have any like cleaning strategies yeah so it uh like depended so before we like actually put people in the formations depending on how much time we had uh we do like this like rotational thing where it'd just be like four or three lines um and usually it was one of the captains but like like a bunch of people said like we're not always the cleanest because sometimes you're like watching practice and stuff um but it would just be like someone that we thought could like have a good eye for it and um just have them do like eight beats and make sure everyone in that line was synced and then like rotate someone to the front and just keep doing that. So that way different people are watching every eight beat or whatever. And then they're also being cleaned on at the same time. Um, that was really effective, but it takes like a long time because like we're mm-hmm. super messy. So it takes like forever to clean a whole song like that. Um, and then usually like what we did, like at least for this past year, throughout the year, um, there were like segments of our set that were just like like crazy messy so we would just rep that like a bunch of times and then until we got it like three times perfectly or something like that then we'd move on to the next thing because yeah it's really hard to get the execution scores up for sure i also think some execution methods that we might list here will be different for like it'll affect different teams differently because of their choreo for example like dandia drills where you're literally just standing and pointing in the mirror for angles I feel like that doesn't work on us because we don't like have that many angles, I guess. So it's okay. gonna depend based on your set. Yeah, and that helped us out just because we have a lot more angles. So yeah. We like didn't have mirrors, so we would stand in like two long lines, and then we'd like practice our angles like between each other, and then captains would stand in the front and like yeah. adjust and all. Oh that yeah, stuff. we did, we did that as well. Yeah. We had I think this another station the thing we did was we had four stations, so we had one for heads. One mm-hmm. for uh, choreo, one for like wobbling, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one was, I think, wobbling. Like, yeah, so to stay in formation. So, what we do is like, oh, we had, okay, okay, so okay. we had one, like four leaders, right? And those are the people who we think, you know, like basically, like had the eye for it. 
and then you basically rotate around the stations and we, we put tape on the ground, right, for formation, uh, to stay in formation. So basically you do the choreo and it's just to make sure you don't get out of the box. So it's to stay in the box. So oh, we do like wow, Gronkali okay. in it, right? And then there'd be cleaning, heads, and then I, I forgot the other one. I think it was like energy maybe. Someone just looking out for it. So it was like nice. a rotational system that we did. It was just a change of practice a little bit, um, you know, just because it kind of gets... Yeah, that's super creative. Yeah, it was just something that was different. But we did that, especially for... And I think it helped out a lot because when people came out, you can be like, okay, they actually, you know, retained what they learned. So... Did you guys typically do that in your (laughs) fall or in the winter? Um, That was... Oh, that, that was in the spring. Uh, yeah, spring. Yeah. No, 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 that's okay. Winter, it's okay. No, it's okay. No, that's winter. We did that. Us. I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> we live in Texas. We don't know what winter is. I know. <laughs> we're, actually, it was like 90 today. It so. was 90 today, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, we did what? it in the spring. Yeah, it was nice. But um, we did it in the spring a lot. And it. I think it was just something to mix up practice a little bit. And yeah. Nice. I actually remembered the thing that I was going to say, but I feel like I'm talking so much. No, it's, it's okay. Just say uh, it. Because this is actually one of the biggest things. I think, like, I think we started implementing it a little too late. Like, I wish we realized it earlier. But I think, like, towards the end of your routine, you can tell that the finale is, like, way messier than first song. And sometimes it's because you learn finale last or whatever, or you're really tired. So sometimes it's, like, nice to, like, clean backwards. So you clean finale, do that until it's good. Then you clean, like, second to last do that alone and then add it to finale and then you just mm-hmm. keep going backwards mm-hmm. so i think that's like a really good thing mm-hmm. so like compounding yeah like you know how you just add on songs but like starting from the back instead of like the right. first song also yeah to like add on that i don't know if like how y'all choose your audition cut but we always make our audition cut like the second half of our set for that exact reason so that like even if you're tired then you'll have that's known really it for the longest so it's the like it's going to be the cleanest part hopefully the cleanest part of your set mm-hmm. um yeah. so we started doing that and i think that's really helpful because like even if your energy dips hopefully you can still stay clean because it's like the most familiar part that's yeah, really smart. smart you mentioned you mentioned an audition cut and so do you like when you create your audition video uh, choreo or I guess like decide do you create it in a way that this is like okay these are just three songs that we're gonna that are gonna be somewhere in the routine and then that you know it'll make more sense over there and here it's just like us dancing or do you create the audition video routine to kind of like work on its own and then pull from that into your routine do you get what I'm trying to say like mm-hmm. is the audition kind of like part of our full set essentially or well, I'm saying, like, which one comes first? What do you think about when you're creating your audition set? Um, is it, like, I want to have the audition video two-minute routine be a cohesive, like, start to end, have, like, a fi- like a start and an end, have it feel like a first song and a finale? Or is it just going to be, like, these are, like, you know, the middle whatever it is of our routine, and it doesn't matter if it feels choppy at the beginning or end? Do you know? Yeah. For us, like, we always do the same exact thing. It's, like, garb, like our second Garba piece, like, not our Tantali, and then our third Ross song and our fourth Ross song. And it, like, kind of feels like a beginning and an end. So that way it's just, okay. like, easier to, like, clean. And I feel like the audition video kind of looks better if you, like, have, like, a start and end. But, like, that doesn't really matter as long as you execute it well. But Yeah, I think we did it something similar to y'all. Like, I think we, my senior year we did it, um, like, first three songs together. And we just taught those and we did those. But I think my freshman year, we did first two songs and then 
our Garba song was like our fifth song, but we added that in. So oh, it was like, okay. yeah, so that was a little different. Um, in my sophomore year, I think they did three consecutive songs. In my junior year, they did what they did my freshman year. So they kind of like chose songs all around. But those are the first three that we learned for sure. Right. And so, yeah, and I didn't really like that. So I chose like whenever I became captain, I was like, let's do like the first three songs and just make our Garba song. You know, it just happened to be the third song. Mm. So it worked out. So, okay. So then um, why did, why didn't you like it the other way? Um, because it was just kind of for me, um, I think it becomes muscle memory where you're like, okay, my third song is like Garba song or this is my second song, right? So I felt for me yeah. personally, it was really hard for me to adjust going back into it, you know, like kind of like, oh crap, now it's like the fifth song. Um, and just like the flow of it, I think it's just a lot easier to choreo something, you know, that kind of flows together mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. things that are a little mm-hmm. choppier and formation wise too. But yeah, that's like, that was my take on it. But since we also compete in the fall, it was a lot easier in that way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we we don't really think like audition video is not the thing that's on our mind. It's definitely the routine as a whole. So we definitely start with that, and then just like take the part that we want to audition, um, just so we don't have to change that much for our actual routine. Um, so kind of stepping away from that technical side, um, what type of studio spaces do you have available to practice and do these audition videos and all that type of stuff, like? Right. And, like, what's the most creative you had to be to find oh, space yeah. to, like, practice in? <laughs> we do not have any rooms available to us. We do have rooms, like, technically they, we could rent them out from, like, 6.30 to 9.30 or whatever. Um, or it's, like, free. But a lot of people have exams during that time because we have a lot of nighttime exams. So we end up having to practice, like, later than that, like, start at 9 or 10 even sometimes. Um, so we just go on top of a roof in a garage and we practice there. But I don't think it's the best just because I think mirrors are like one of the biggest things that like have hindered us in the past because you can't yeah. see what you're doing. And if you have a mirror, you can like correct yourself in real time. Mm-hmm. So, Komal, are you saying that for most of the year you guys practice on concrete? <laughs> Definitely the every practice definitely every that's so badass every practice <laughs> except for a few holy crap yeah it's like mm. it's it sucks but I mean. <laughs> that's insane so you guys don't have like a jit like i guess that's what you're talking about the free thing that you can get but it just overlaps with exams yeah it usually the like yeah, space people, in the gym. yeah people just have exams okay. at that time so we just can't get them damn mm. All right. What about you guys? Do you also <laughs> dance on concrete every day? No, absolutely not. I, I don't even think I'd have ankles at that point. <laughs> um, that's insane. That's crazy. And props to you, Gomo. Dang. Oh, God. Um, it's... That's insane. I guess. <laughs> I think I complained one time for having, like, a crappy floor. I'll never do it. Like, yeah, that's cr- terrible. Like, we, we had a gym, and I was like, oh, this floor's crappy. But oh my God. there's nothing compared to a concrete. <laughs> but, no, we, we actually have, like, rec rooms and stuff. But for us, like, since there's so many teams, uh, we're always, like, fighting for it kind of thing. So we have, like, yeah. this call system in the morning. Like, we'd have to wake up at 8 o'clock and call the room. And, like, I was always finding, like, a brunga team, you know, like, something, right? Um, and we'd have to split the room. Mm. But uh, we oh wow we try to avoid that. But um, yeah. most of the time we'd have, like, rec rooms. And then – so, you know, like, we can practice usually 8 to 11. Only one time we became, like, very desperate – and we had to go, I think we didn't have any rooms and there was no rooms available. We had to practice outside the tower, like on the concrete. 
But that oh. was like desperate. And then at that point, um, we went to one of the dorm rooms and we just kind of practiced upstairs in one of the dorm, like right outside a mm-hmm. classroom. It was not, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was like the most, I guess, creative we had to get. But yeah, and then after that, we're like, okay, we, we have to figure this out. But <laughs> most, yeah, most of the time we had rooms, which I think that was like, we're fortunate for that. Yeah. But yeah, and that, nothing like concrete. That, that's on a rooftop. That, that's crazy. Yeah. That's I don't know hard. how you dance on concrete. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. I don't know. I I don't <laughs> recommend it. Like, the point of me saying that is to tell teams to try to find indoor space, try to find mirrors, honestly. Y'all had shoes on, right? Like, for sure. Yeah, we definitely had shoes on. Okay. So I guess, right, I I guess that say. helps with stamina if you really want to think about uh, it like that. But that's awful. I don't know if it's worth it. Oh, I just miss your feet didn't get like torn up because that would be like impossible. Yeah, um, no, just yeah, just please. our shoes. Man, I feel we're I guess we're like kind of lucky. We have like a studio that we use that fits like stage and has mirrors and stuff. Um, mm. so like we use that typically, uh, but like sometimes we don't always get it because it's like through our like campus like recreation center or whatever. Um, so like one time, like actually we've done this a couple times, but there's this like one classroom and they have those like individual desk things. Like there's like eighty of them, so we moved them all out. Like practice in there and actually like two days later someone was like taking an exam and they like sent me a picture of their don- like one of our dandia and they're like yo like i was taking my like exam and i found this so i was like yeah we're gonna need that <laughs> that's like our standard so- situation we always have like we call them the g rooms they're like on the ground floor they're like really with their classrooms essentially and so every night we have to like take out all the chairs and then we have to put them back after and motherfuckers leave after <laughs> don't put the chairs back and so hose everyone else <laughs> but like we'd like store our dandia bag in the ceiling tiles every now and then if we we're feeling really lazy because we knew we were gonna be there but even those rooms are like a fight to get to like 8 a.m um there's like there's like a bench outside that room and so someone would sit at that bench and like like they'd rotate between classes like if you had class and then someone else would come in and if you're not there like someone from another team would come and sit and it's it was bad y'all had to be mad creative for all this (laughs) jeez we would the entire Uh, like first two weeks of school we would scope out rooms to like find something that other teams didn't have or like hadn't found yet yeah so What's the process of finding the music that you guys use? Because I feel like you guys all have, like, very unique mixes. And it's, like, people tend to look to you guys to, like, find those unique songs that people haven't used mm-hmm. already. Um, I actually, I don't know. Okay. So as far as music, like, we definitely find all of our songs via YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music if someone has it whatever it's mostly youtube actually so just basically it's just like a matter of listening as much as you can like wherever you're going like it's always on a new like song and then you just save it if you like it re-listen to it um and stuff like that and then we generally like to have like a nice balance of like types of songs so so there's like there are like soft voices and there are hard voices you can kind of hear the difference like strong voices or soft voices and then there's also like hype versus like cute for example and so we like to have a good balance of that um so you could have a soft voice and a hype voice and it's also like a matter of like male and female voices like we don't want like three songs of like female voices in a row or like the same singer because it's just like you get kind of bored i i personally do um and then also it's just like Depends on what you want for that song. If you want it to be like hype or cute or unique, 
type of feel. I like that. I like that you like separated it into like those different categories because yeah. we like who knows what the names of these songs <laughs> are. Like I definitely don't. I, I don't so know. it's like okay, we'll just call this the cute one. <laughs> um, I actually was not as involved in song selection like my senior year. So, um, but I know mm-hmm. kind of very similar to what Como said. We did the same thing, kind of you know the way that she structured it. Uh, but I think they had like some kind of database. I, Amit Amit did a lot of that. He would listen to it on loop. I don't think he had like a lot. He didn't listen to any other music for three months over the summer besides Garba music. And he was like, I've listened to everything. And um, it messes up your Spotify like year yeah, round no, thing. He, wrap he up. just like, keeps sending us stuff. I'm like, bro, what do you do? He's like, dude, even when I'm showering, I just listen to this stuff. I'm like, okay. But so, yeah. And so he, we were trying to find like, you know, songs exactly like almost the things that are like hype, things that are cute, something that kind of went well with our production. I think that kind of, you have to find songs that, like match your theme right you don't want something like a very yeah. like you know yeah like you want to want something like a cute cute theme and then have like really really high pipe music right you want to like overlap mm-hmm. those a little bit um so I guess that would be something for me personally like if I was very like if I like it if I can dance to it, if I can choreo to it then I like the song right um and there's some songs that I am very picky I didn't really like but yeah, I wasn't really much into song selection so I may not be as helpful in this part but yeah. No worries. No, I kind of agree with what you said. Like, I definitely think, like, the first thing we do is we pick our theme. And, like, we, like, have, like, that takes a while to, like, decide that. But I think, like, matching. So, like, for example, we did school. And we were kind of going for, like, cutesy. So that's what, like, the kind of music we tried to pick. Um, personally, I don't like dancing that kind of music. I like more of, like, the, like, hype music or whatever. But it does make sense to, like, match it up to the theme more. Just so that your, like, routine kind of flows. Um, so that's like something we do first is like pick our theme and then we'll try and match the music up to it. But yeah. yeah, definitely. So do you guys actively like stay away from that DDN database that has all of the songs that every team used? Or do you like reference it sometimes or I don't know, in just the effort to remain original? I think, well, we at least, I think we have eight songs in our set. I, I actually forgot eight or nine or whatever, I think we try to have half of them be, like, recognizable to where people could be, like, A, and then, like, get, like, hype with that. <laughs> and then, like, ha- the other half to be, like, try to make it as unique as possible. Hopefully we would find, like, some songs that people have never heard of before just to, like, oh, I don't know, just to make people, like, more interested. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, we would do the same. We kind of think we – have, we had, like, two songs that people really didn't know. And then the other songs were just kind of like through the DDN database. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> yeah, see, so, I don't think I used it's it. It's awesome. But, but I do know. It's awesome. But I do know Amit and Arvin and Parth, they knew about that because they would always yeah. talk about it. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what y'all are talking about, but go for it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. They, they knew what they, they knew their stuff with that. So, um, but yeah, I think we try to pick like Girl Solo, I think was very something that I was like, I want something new. I want something. That, you know, because mm-hmm. for me personally, when I watch a performance, a girl solo really sticks out to me. Not, you know, I just think all the time, like, girl solo is just, like, makes a dance, right? Um, and if you have, like, a really good girl solo song, I think you can choreo something really well mm-hmm. to it, right? And I think I wanted a Garba song, like the Throntali song, to be really nice. And so either that or Bethali. So those are the two that I was really picky about. Um, for me personally, those are two that stands out. Those are the two that stand out. Mm-hmm. But. Okay. Yeah, I ditto everything in terms of the balance stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you guys try yeah <laughs> do you guys try to um create like multiple intensity moments in a routine or is it just like a general build-up 
How do you guys structure it that way? Um, well, is this like, are you talking like more like with like the set design or like within the song itself? So yeah, like the song and the choreo, um, like do you build up the intensity there or, or just like, you know, have, have like a hype moment in the middle or like at the beginning and then one towards the end and then obviously finale is on a higher note. So for us this year and like this took us like a while to kind of like figure out from our sophomore year. I think like the really important thing is to just like make sure every song has like one moment where people can look at it and be like, wow, that like I remember this. And then okay. you want to just eliminate any other moment in your dance or like that song where it could be viewed as like an obvious negative, whether that be like, I don't know, like a gimmick that just doesn't read very well or like choreo that looks super messy, a transition that looks weird. Um, and I think that's just like super important. I remember our sophomore year, like our hotel year, we had this one gimmick where we like pulled a hotel, like one of those trolleys across stage and tried to like drop something in them. And it was just like the shittiest gimmick ever created. And we kept it for like <laughs> three performances for God knows what. Um, I think after like, I actually think it was after like rodeo, we were like at the airport and that moment I was just like, let's just throw all this stuff away. We're like not doing this again on stage. So we just like threw it in the airport trash and we're like, let's figure something else out. We're not doing that again. It was just bad. That's so funny. Yeah. So, so. Okay. Uh, we talked a little bit about theme. Um, what's the process that you guys choose to like uh do theme i know we we just did like a full group discussion with the whole team and we we're like all right throw us throw us ideas let's write them on a whiteboard we'll figure it out from there <laughs> what'd you guys do um we have like an excel sheet we just send it out right to the team and people put in um well they'll put in their theme ideas and like what props they can do it so not just like a theme but like how oh. can you implement props how can you implement things to it that would make sense yeah and then yeah it, <laughs> it, was, very, it was very helpful actually <laughs> And then at the end, like the eboarding happens, we'd go back and then we kind of see what we like, you know, see what we can implement in it. Um, and it, I think it was like really cool for like people to see, you know, like everyone has like really cool, neat ideas. And so it wasn't just like the captains picking it. It was just like the entire team getting involved. And we opened it up to alumni as well. Because they're like, we know, you know, y'all could be removed, awesome. but like y'all probably have ideas. And so, right. yeah, that was really cool. And uh, that was a process. It's a process, but mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah, we also had a, a doc similar to that. Basically, anyone can add whatever they want. And then once we have enough themes, we, like, have a meeting to discuss all of them. And then just, like, kind of narrow it down to, like, the top two. Um, and we usually, rather than picking the one that has the better ideas right then, we'll pick the one that has more potential. Um, mm -hmm. Because, like, someone might have, like, a really good idea for one theme, and then that might be the only thing that you can do for that theme. And then they're just attached to it because they think that idea is so good. Um, but it's just important to yeah. think about like uh, what has more potential. Hmm. Yeah, similarly to like what everyone said, like we have a couple meetings for this where we'll have like everyone come in and just spitball stuff and like usually like four or five will stick. Um, and then we'll kind of like break off into like, like someone will be like, oh, I really like this theme. So I want to like head the discussion on it and we'll do a document where we're like outline front stage markers, back of stage, like in dance gimmicks, formational stuff, like literally anything, just dump it on there. And then they'll like pitch it to the entire team essentially. Um, and then we'll have like a discussion. And like almost said, like usually there's like one thing for like one theme that people will really be stuck on, but it's about like how you can like maximize the set. Right. We're gonna, mm. yeah, so. And then, so this year, I think all, or I guess you guys have, uh you know came across this at some point in your careers but like when you see another team doing the same theme as you like Bavik you guys had what five 
themes <laughs> that were very similar to what you guys did, like five total. And I think, um, Benny, like your guys' year, a lot of people were doing like circus type of things. Yeah, I last year. Yeah, I, actually, I was. I, I was Mario years, but I remember I saw circus year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw circus year. Mario year is my last year actually, but circus year. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I yeah, I saw that, and there's so many circ- like carnival themes, right? Yeah. And then and then like this year, I know Como, you're not part of it this year, but this year like you know there are diff- there are multiple Wild West type of uh, themes. Yeah. And so it's just like when you guys see that, what what like what's your initial reaction? Are you just like that's kind of funny, or like are you annoyed? Is that like, you know aggravating like what do you think about that it's like... just like i don't oh, sorry go oh go ahead no no you no, go no, you go, go. it's not really anything like oh like we're annoyed by it it's just something that like it's really crazy especially i mean for us this year that like five people thought of the same thing and it's not like people are ripping it off or anything like that like i, I yeah, highly yeah, doubt yeah. anyone it's just like oh we just kind of hope that we have like different like different stuff and then we actively like we'll watch those sets and make sure like the last thing we want to do is get accused of like copying something. So we like make sure that we don't do anything like very similar to theirs at all. Um, just to like keep that distinction, I guess. Yeah, I don't think anyone I mean, is going to copy like the pencil unfair. sharpener. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, hundred percent. That gimmick was amazing. Um, it deserves that dandy. Oh you yeah. Know? <laughs> but um, I also, I mean, like. I, I think that's very unfair for a judge also to tell you that you're copying a team from the same year if you're not competing yeah. against them. So, like, that would be really bizarre to me if that came up in, a, in like, a judge's critique, but that's okay. Hopefully you didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> you guys want to add something else when it came to, like, set design or anything like that? Like, how you create your sets, um, your just, like, choreo process? Um, I honestly, as far as, like, the routine... I have a really long, like, step-by-step of what we basically do um, and, like, in, in which order we usually do things and found that it's, like, easiest. But I would I could save that for, like, the end or I could, like, <laughs> not say it all because it's, like, a I mean, lot. you might as well just say might it now. Might as well, yeah. If it's – yeah, just, just go for it. Um, yeah. Well, you said – Run through it. Well, the first thing you said was set. Well, actually, okay. I'll Well, as far as set goes um, – at least for like driving, we know that a lot of people have like, for example, markers, like a lot of people just have like, like words maybe, which are fine. But I think we wanted um, it to feel like you were on the highway. So we had to think outside Mm -hmm. of like, just street signs. Like that's like the first thing you think of. So we thought of like roadblocks to make it feel like you were like actually on the highway and like cones on the side and stuff like that. Um, and I think we got that inspiration actually from Mario because you guys had like the the pipes or whatever rather than like a picture of like Mario or Luigi. Like I know a lot of people just put pictures of like the characters maybe, um, but I think you guys really made the set like feel like we were in the game. And I think that's where we also took a lot of inspiration. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> no. um, yeah, I completely agree with Como. Like we when we got onto like for Mario, we wanted something like where they felt like they were part of the game. Um, and then kind of touching on what Bavik said about like, I think like the hype factor, you know, like having something with the choreo, I think for each song, we try to implement like a prop or not even a prop, but like some kind of like thematic element, right? Just so like, it's not just kind of like boring or something, or like even with formation, we can do something Mario related or something like that. So 
I think that was something that we added to, to our set um, with choreo. It was like choreo was kind of our prop too. Um, but yeah, for Mario, I think that was the first year we also used side markers. Um, so like, it was like, you know, like when you're like putting people in formation, just you can be like, oh, gap on the side and the front kind of thing. So it helped people mm -hmm. stay in formation. I think that was like the first year we implemented that and it was helpful. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like the setup for Highway, like Como that year, it was so nice. I even texted you after. I was like, dude, this, this looks amazing. But oh yeah that's good thank you so i don't think we i don't think we uh talked about this thing specifically was just how do you choreo <laughs> like you guys' teams oh, have true. some of the best choreo that i've seen um and it's just like where do you find this stuff do you just like stand there and throw your arms out in beat and see what happens and then just like go from there like what's the whole process like when you go to choreo Mine's really long, so Anyone? I don't know if someone else wants to go first. It's like it's <laughs> I don't know. It's not that so, long. I'll, I'll go. I'll go quickly. Uh, I can't take like a whole lot of credit for any of the choreo stuff because like uh, one of our other co-captains, Suhani, she's like really like the big like mastermind stuff when it comes to the choreo. Usually, I'm like the dummy that just does the moves for her, and she'll be like, "Yep, that looks good," and she'll kind of just tell me what to do. Um, but like, it's usually like me and her, and I'll just be like doing some dumb shit and she'll be like oh like this looks good and then recommend something and then like i'll do that or like back and forth um and then the, i think for us this year what we tried to do at least was like throughout the year um just finding songs where like we thought the choreo was really weak and then just having like a big team session and just trying to like ramp up that score because like if you look at the rubric for the choreo thing there's like a bunch of categories and if you can kind of like not i don't want to say like a checkbox but it is like somewhat close to a checkbox where you if you can hit something in each one of those like categories that a judge will remember you probably will score relatively like high and that's what a lot of the judges were like telling us this year at least in like judges meetings and stuff which makes sense like i think when you think of choreo it's hard to like think of the entire set's choreo but you can definitely remember like iconic moments and stuff like that and so that's what elevates i think your score in that like region yeah, I agree with that. I think for what we did is for each song, we make sure we hit everything in that rubric, right? So each song had like partner choreo. Each song had, I don't know, that's all I remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like each song had hit everything. But I think Karen, like obviously y'all know Karen, right? But Karen and I would really tag team with choreo a lot. Um, and so we, we would just kind of, I honestly just start dancing. I'll just record myself and dance for like 30 minutes straight to the same song and just do ransom. And then I'll look back at it and I'll be like, okay, I like this. I don't like this kind of thing. Or I'll watch Garn and be like, okay, this looks good. And then kind of fix it up, you know, polish it a little bit and then do it that way. Um, I think in the middle when we started getting feedback from judges and we're, they were like, oh, we didn't really like this choreo. Maybe add more partner choreo. We would have the team during one of our practices we'd be like, okay, this is the feedback we got. Come up, get in groups, right? We put people in groups, and then we'd be like, come up with this choreo. And at the end, they'll showcase the choreo for everyone, and then we'll, awesome. we'll record it. And That's it's like really a way, cool. yeah, it was really cool. And like the team really responded well to it. We did that like two or three times. Um, and yeah, it was just to get like inspo from different people. And I think at the beginning, you guys are so interactive, like with yeah. your whole team. Like everyone seems so involved. Yeah, yeah and like at the beginning, uh, before when we start uh, figuring out songs, we'd send it to everyone and be like, okay, y'all can send in choreo if we have that, and then we'd use mm -hmm. that. So even for girls solo, a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, girls were like, oh, we want it to be better than boys. So they would send in a lot of things, and then we'd look <laughs> at it, and then we just kind of 
put things together, right? And then just kind of had to make the transitions. So, I mean, it's helpful on our end as captains as well, just having the team really involved in it. Um, and yeah, and it, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that made a huge difference with choreo was the team was very involved. Um, it felt like it was their dance and it was their choreo. And I think that plays a big factor as so well. So important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So when you guys would get choreo from the team like that, then as captains, you guys would decide like what actually finally will go yeah. in. But then it's just like you're just getting the input in from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And just so they know what songs we have and stuff like, oh, this is our song. And they can kind of do, you know, listen to it and see. And like from that way, we'd get prop ideas to be like, oh, you can do this prop to this beat, you know, or this drop. Um, things like that, yeah. All right, Como, what's your big list? Tell it's me. so much. Um, so when you say <laughs> choreo, whenever I hear the word choreo, I think of just routine. So I'm going to just start from the beginning. Yeah. So I think the main thing is, like, definitely planning. Planning is the number one thing. That's, like, the big thing that we, like, didn't get to do our first year because we just didn't know enough. Um, but for driving, which is our, like, RAS one, so I guess, like, a successful year – um we started as soon as we were elected basically and the first step i think we tried to do to like expand our knowledge of choreo is try to learn some other routines and i think we actually learned that from arvind um yeah. dsd which is really amazing um oh also by the way separate note always ask other teams for advice or tips or critiques more like people are like very willing to give like critiques and it's like the best thing that you can do okay. for your routine anyway let me continue so it's just learn some other routines get a feel for their style step two i guess what we did was pick around five or more um routines that we that we thought was like the greatest of all time and we kind of analyzed them a little bit just to see what made them so amazing um was it theme was it choreo um, what was it uh, do they have anything in I don't mean to stop oh, you or interrupt you, but wh when in the year would you do this part? Like, is this in the summer? This is, like, yeah, summer. Or at the end of the year, like, you know, April, May, whatever. As soon as you're elected, honestly, it's better to start. Uh -huh. Obviously, if you're busy, it's, like, okay. like you don't have to, but um, it is nice gotcha. to just Continue. do it as soon as possible. So just, like, analyze those... Um, we found that throughout the years, like, people, like, move a lot, for example. So, like, we had a lot of movement in our set last year because that's just what the circuit was going towards. Like, obviously, it's going to be different um, based on the year. And then that's when you start, like, thinking about theme. I guess this isn't that long. So it's that in the, after that, after you do your research, I guess, you begin thinking about theme because that'll affect concepts, formation, choreo, and, like they said, songs. Um, so I have this analogy that I was really excited to share. And it's like that it's like that <laughs> analogy about filling the jar all the way. And if you think about the marbles as the concepts, the like pebbles, I guess, like the small rocks as like formations and then the sand as choreo, like you can't fill the jar with choreo first because then you won't have room for like concepts. Do you know what I'm talking about? I see it. Yeah. Okay, like so... That. So, yeah, it's just, like, a matter of, like, you have to have these, like, concepts that you, like, want in your routine, I guess. And then your choreo, like, that should not be the first thing you do, like, the individual moves. It should, like, be sculpted around those, like, big concepts and formations. Otherwise, I think mm -hmm. your transitions get a little bit um, effed up. 
I guess. So are you saying that you should try to create them both together? That would be ideal. I don't think we were able to because it was just so hard. Like, we definitely have ideas. Like, when we mm -hmm. say concept, sometimes it'll be, like, an actual, like, effect that we do with the whole team. But sometimes it'll just be, like, okay, we want this to be really cute partner. And we just, like, write that down for these beats. And then we'll, like, mm -hmm. fill it in with the actual choreo um, later, I guess. But we obviously need to, like, fix the formations to be partner before we can actually do the choreo. Um, and then as far as individual choreo goes... God, there's so much. Um, I guess the main <laughs> thing is honestly, get inspiration from things that aren't Ross and always choreo with your co-captains or like other members on the team. Like try not to choreo separately because I think like individualistic, like if you're choreoing by yourself, it's not going to be as good as if you're like bouncing off ideas with someone else. Right. It's easy to get stuck in a rut. Yeah. And I probably miss some stuff just because it's so long, but if you guys have quite obviously, like, I'll continue to um, answer that. I, I want to <laughs> no. piggyback off that real quick. It's um, it's really important to make sure you and your co-captains or, like, people you're choreo choreoing with have, like, the same style. Because if you have one captain that's, mm -hmm. like, it's completely different style than yours, and when you try to put them together, it really messes up, I think, like, the song or maybe just, like, yeah. your style of your dance, right? So I think that's, like, sure. really important. Um to have like a similar style, you know, going throughout. But yeah, and I agree with Gomal. I think transition, um, or sorry, sorry, formation should definitely come first okay. and then like your choreo kind of like fill, fills in that. But, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Gomal, you said try to get take things from circuits that aren't Ross, I guess. what's What circuit did you guys look at the most and were inspired by like the most? Well, not circuits in general. I, I guess like, just any sort of dance like if you look at world of dance or something mm -hmm. like i don't know whatever they sometimes have we like okay i guess an example would be like in our first song for 2019 we had like some like weird like formation in the middle and it was like a really long cascade and it was supposed to like make some sort of effect um and it was supposed to be like the eye catcher of the like first song which by the way i feel like all first songs should have like an eye catcher just to interject. Um, but that was from, like, a cheerleading video, I guess. Or, like, that's where the inspiration oh, came wow, from. Okay. Yeah, so it's, like, literally anything. Yeah, Vic actually found that. Vic is really, like, a research guy. Um, I just want to shout him out real quick because he found a lot of our, like, really good songs also. Um, and, yeah. like, a bunch of just videos that just aren't Ross. Like, they might be, like, a form of Garba, maybe. Honestly, really traditional, like, Garba videos from India are even, like, they're amazing, uh, some of them. <laughs> yeah. But basically, you just have to, like, look around, and you can literally, literally just find inspiration anywhere. Um, I can't I can't tell you too much, just because it's so vague. <laughs> so when I went back and listened to the recording, I realized, like, when I was talking about um, taking inspiration from things that aren't Ross, for example, the cheerleading in our first song, um, that type of thing. I realized another example, which is really funny, and maybe you can get a better idea of what I mean. It's um, in our Garba segment with the cones. At the end of the song, we like are holding our partner's hand and we're like clicking our feet with them. And it's kind of like, like a handshake, but with our feet. Um, and that was definitely like, inspired by the oh na 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 tiktok um and it was like the first time i'd ever downloaded tiktok like it was like one of the first videos i ever saw and it's just like interesting because like inspiration really can strike 
from literally anywhere. So just always keep your eye out. Bavik, where did you guys find your choreo inspiration from? Or like, you know, your process from? So, yeah, okay, so a couple things. I actually agree with what Komal said, and what she just said is actually what Vic told us at Chaos. <laughs> after, like, after we reached out to him and he was like, you should look at other uh, circuits to try and just like find concepts. But like, just kind of like bounce off what a lot of, a lot of people said, I think, like, if, like, choreoing together is also good, not only because, like, like, you can bounce off each other and stuff, but I think it's really good that, like, when you do something, if it just, like, helps someone think of something else, it's, like, way easier to get through a routine, and, like, there's been times where, like, we've been choreoing, and it'll be, like, the same eight count for, like, an hour, and we'll just be like, all right, Let's just pack it up, run it back tomorrow or something and see if we can think of something. Uh, but when, like, some new element gets added, like, if it's a team member or someone and they're, like, just do something, it, like, sparks this whole, like, train of thought and it just makes, like, getting through the set so much easier. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, Gomo and, like, both, everyone kind of just, like, covered pretty much exactly what I wanted to say. So. Right. All right. I want to move away from this a little bit and so, like, still stay yeah. in the same realm. Um, but... So comps, right? So um, obviously like being a captain at comps is super, super stressful, in my opinion, and like takes out the fun of some of this stuff. Um, but how, so like, I think we'll have a guy at this question. I really like this question, but um, so what information are you guys looking for in a captain's meeting? Yeah, that's a really good question. I definitely would have um, loved knowing this information before I went for my first competition. So, so you're asking, like, what kind of information would I want from a captain's meeting? or? Yeah, in your captain's meeting, like, when you guys are all sitting down, like, oh, asking, yeah. like, like what, usually oh, I got a lot you. of things aren't answered. I got <laughs> you on this. Okay, yeah, I always had issues, always had problems. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think they got annoyed of me. But basically, obviously, you know, you want to know, um, just like kind of how the weekends can be planned, right? First, mm-hmm. first and foremost. But I think the most important thing they would kind of forget to tell you is more, more so like what exactly, like we'd always have to ask like, okay, what's going to happen if like someone gets injured? What's going to happen if the music cuts off? Um, are the stage dimensions still the same? I think props always change. Like the dimensions for props always change from what mm-hmm. they told us before. So I think it would be very helpful for them to tell us beforehand. Um, other things were just like, Kind of like, I think it was very, the first time I went in, I was very like kind of nervous. So I, I wasn't really sure what to expect. You know, should I ask questions, whatnot. But I think you shouldn't be nervous at all. I think you should ask anything that comes to your mind, just say it. Like, are we going to get this? You know, what, what's the team going to get? Um, you know, just like food-wise, things like hospitality-wise. I think mm-hmm. comms sometimes leave that out just because they may not know, you know. Um, but I think what really matters is like, just like the, how the comp is going to be run. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of things. And like, I knew, I know like when I was there, I'm sure a lot of, you know, directors are like, oh, she's so annoying. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'll take it. I know I'm annoying. It's fine. But like, there were questions that like my team would ask me and I wouldn't have the answers to, right? And so more so it's also like, where are the judges sitting? I'd always want to know because mm-hmm. I think, like I'd always tell my uh, team, like, you know, when you're dancing, like, don't look down, like, look up because that's probably where the mm-hmm. judges are going to be, right? Right. So um, always be looking up when you're dancing. And so I think that was very important and just kind of like on and off stage rehearsals when that would happen, um, the timings for that. I think that was very important. And then just like stage. I think mo- more so I was more worried about what the stage was and if they cut off anything 
you know, just for the dance-wise. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like most captain's meetings, I just kind of either was blanked out. I was probably not listening until the very end, and I was like, wait, what'd you say? But, yeah. I think those are, like, the more important things. Also, I just wanted to tag on one thing. This is something we started doing, like, this year. Getting, like, a stage diagram beforehand, like, before you go to the comp, I think it's super nice because... Um, like what we would try and do is like set up our side stage so like we could plan out where the wings were uh, Like I feel like it's really hard sometimes like your first time ever like mimicking stage being like at the stage rehearsal Because let's just say like a wing is blocked or something and you didn't really know that But if you knew beforehand like it can just change your transitions and like make it look really like weird So if you can plan for that beforehand or like I don't know like let's say you have to come on from off stage and the stage width is like eight feet wider than you're normally used to practicing to like all of those things can make like your set and dance look worse if you don't know about it beforehand i mean that's just something like we had no like we didn't even think about that until like this year but it's like super valuable i feel like right i think what i learned after i finished dancing and stuff um was that like ask whatever you want because like even if the directors and the board hate you they're still going to answer your questions yeah. at the end of the day like you still get the information that you need yeah. so they just use no it choice. to your advantage at that point yeah and then i would um, oh, sorry no i was gonna say i was like sorry, ask for, i'd always ask for like extra food things like that you know because like the team oh, i feel yeah. like the comps never provide enough uh like healthy food mm -hmm. and so a lot of my like a lot of people on the team were like oh we want apples oranges things like that and i'm like Okay, so then we'd ask them, like, can y'all provide? We've got yeah. chips. Like, we have chips, yeah. and they're like, okay. So I think that was very important, too. I mean, I didn't want to bother my liaisons too mm. much, but I think that was one thing, like, food-wise. Like, will y'all provide this? And especially water. I don't know why. I think comps never have enough water. I don't know if it's just me or, like, they only have, like, a case. And I'm like, okay, that's not enough. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, yeah, let's transition into Bavik's actual question. Um, well, wait, I had a question oh, yeah. before we yeah, go yeah. to that. Um, how do you guys do your, um, fr your like, Friday night practice? Like, how do, you, how do you run that practice? Is it different than your other practices that you do back at home? Or is it, like, special? Or is it just, like, a little more lax? Is it more, like, intense? What do you do? If you do a Friday practice, I guess. But, yeah. Mm. Go ahead. Cool. So, I was gonna say, um, my first ever comp as a captain, we worked the team way too much, and they had no energy on stage because they were just drained. So I think after that, we were just like, we don't like Friday practice. I think it just drains <laughs> them, and at that point, they know what they know. I feel mm -hmm. like, um, yeah. I I guess if it's like a memory thing, and people are like still scared of that, like like a very light run through at most, but we generally just don't just to like conserve energy for the next day yeah we I don't for three years we didn't do it but for my for my captain year I kind of wanted to um for but we would only run through formations so it was kind of like we'd pick out what was like the weakest part for that week and then we just kind of run through that but it was very like lax like no one you know it was just very chill um it was more for like formation mm -hmm. just like knowing where we were going kind of thing but yeah for us it varied comp to comp like sometimes like your post like if they have like an assigned space sometimes they'll do it in like show order and your thing will be like an hour and a half after mixers ended uh and like if that was the case for us we'd just be like let's just take the extra sleep because it's not worth like trying to like stay up for that 
Um, but like you usually know what the like weakest part of your set is, and if like it's not muscle memory already, or for some reason, or you like implemented a change that you didn't get a rep out enough, that's usually what we would focus on. Um, nothing too intense, because like yeah, we also our first year like overworked our team. Okay. Um, Wait, yeah, can I so... add? Sorry. Oh yeah. I just wanna. I don't know if you can cut this voiceover to like back when I was talking about routine stuff. Yeah. But like. Okay. Um, I know I mentioned like researching and like seeing what makes other routines so amazing um obviously don't copy that and don't try to follow like a cookie cutter like thing um i think definitely the biggest thing that judges like to see is like when you take a risk so i guess for us that would be like our old captain um Dishel, he recommended we do a girl's dandia solo and we were like so we did still do research we were like okay has anyone done this before and if it wasn't like amazing like what made it like less less or like made, made it the same as a normal girl solo and i think it was just like researching that kind of thing like it just definitely just take risks i'm good for i just sure. wanted to I add think being that. inspired is different than yeah no for sure that's that's really good yeah. advice did not want to imply that people should copy <laughs> oh no i yeah <laughs> we've seen how that plays out yeah. um okay so what questions do you guys like asking um during your meeting with judges after your performance and placings and whatnot um you, i think we asked if you could change one thing what would it be and then yeah. um That's yeah it, it'd just be like yeah, yeah. And then it was also, we our thing was Mario year. They said we didn't have enough like partner choreo. So for that, we were kind of like, okay, if we were to add more partner choreo, where would you like, like, where do you think it could go? Kind of thing. This is like from. Wasn't your guys' like almost your full finale partner choreo? Let me think. Yes, it was towards the end, towards the end. But yeah. they were talking about, I think like our BFLE, they wanted a little bit more. I don't know. Some judges said that. Some judges were like, no, it's fine. So I kind of like, whatever feedback yeah. we got from other judges, I kind of asked them those questions like, oh, do you think we need this? Or do you, what do you think about this kind of thing? Mm -hmm. So just to see, get feedback from different comps, different, you know, judges and stuff. I think I, we only had, fortunately we only had like one judge repeat twice. Other than that, we've always had like different judges. So that was cool. Um, But yeah, so I think that was just like kind of taking what other judges said and kind of asking like, what do you think about this? And if we had like new ideas, we'd be like, what if we added this and what would, how would you feel? Or what what would you think? So just kind of get a feel. So, like, for me, when we, when we went into captain's meetings, like, we got in the habit of, we, we never really wanted to hear anything, like, good. I know that's, like, a weird thing to say. Like, we only right. wanted to hear, like, the bad stuff because, yeah. uh, like, sometimes you think something's going to read very well, but it just, like, doesn't. Like, for example, this year, like, we added this, like, kick thing into our second song, and, like, it was my idea, and I was, like, I thought it would be cool, but it was, like, ass. Like, I, and, like, I realized, like, right before we went, like, right, like, the week of, I was, like, you know, this probably isn't the best thing, but we can't change it. Uh, so, and then, like, we got railed in that judges meeting. They're, like, yeah, like, it didn't read very well. And I was, like, okay, cool. So, like, immediately oh, no. changing that. And, and, like, I think that's important. Like, definitely realizing, like, what the weak points are and just, like, immediately fixing it. Because, like, you don't want something to just, like, stick out as, like, glaringly, like, not good like you'd rather them just tell you all the stuff and just like for your next comp like just get that out of the way um make sure it doesn't so we would ask like our weakest what's our weakest song um and like like yeah. if, if it was groups of judges like 
artistic elements, execution, choreo, we'd ask specific to that, like, element. Um, if it was overall, we would just be like, yeah, what's our overall weakest song and, like, why? Um, and typically, we'd just mm -hmm. have them talk at us. Cool. I feel like judges for us just kind of told us. Oh, well, also, like, contrary to, like, what Bavik just said, like, I think we do also, like, we definitely like critiques way more because, like, obviously that's going to help us. But we also like to hear what is good just so we can, like, have more of that, I guess. Um, or, like, know to, know to at least keep it. Um, but I, I don't really know what questions we normally ask. I feel like the judges usually just cover it and then we just ask details about it. Let's move on to some team dynamic stuff. Just grab, like, two questions from here or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the alumni. I know. I really like that one too. So I think I was going to hit that first. Um, so I know like everyone has like varying relationships with alumni. Um, so what type of relationship does you, does your team have with alumni? Um, do they stay in your leadership structure? How do you rely on them? Um, and what do you rely on them for? Yeah. So for us, like we weren't like super duper established, like I said, um, so like we had like the most of our alumni that like kind of came back or like were part of it was from my freshman year So like before mm -hmm. I was captain it was a lot of like our old leadership um, And they were really like helpful when it came to like transitioning into our sophomore year and stuff um, And just like offering us guidance because like obviously we were sophomore captains just like trying to figure this shit out Like you know what's going on. Um, so we definitely draw on that uh, as far as like in terms of like our structure of our team alumni don't like they're a part of like like, I would say, like, as soon as they leave the team, they'd be part of, like, the theme discussion and stuff like that. Okay. But, like, typically they're not heavily involved past that point just because, like, you know, they got, like, jobs and stuff like that. So, like, yeah. it's kind of hard. They'll just come to college, <laughs> cheer us on, stuff like yeah. that. Um, okay. But not usually, like, a huge role. Uh, yeah, so ours, um, they, I, I think it was the same thing, like, what Bavik said. They... They were involved. Um, I think like a leadership, I think we would go for them if we wanted advice, like maybe how to handle certain situations, if they've been part of it. Um, I know like for me, I went to my first captains, which were Agni and Pritesh. They were my first captains, so I kind of saw the team change throughout the years, and I kind of wanted to bring back what we had, like Pirates here. So I kind of asked them, like, what did y'all do? Um, how did you build that like family aspect within the team, right? And like, I didn't want to force anyone to dance if they didn't want to dance. So for me, it was more like, if you're dancing, I want you to do it, right? So how did you, how do we like take that toxicity out and just like make it very, you know, like a cohesive unit? So I re we really asked them questions about that leadership wise. And I, I recommend this. Um, when our team kind of hit like a, you know, as a captain, you can tell when the team kind of just kind of becoming complacent, right? They're just going. So I recommend, like, I actually reached out to a, another co-captain of a dance team, like on a Bollywood team, that was very successful, year, like, a year before. And I was like, what did you do to, like, get your team motivated again? Like, how did you, you know, like, what did, like, what, you know, like, what, what things did you use? What exercise did you do? How did you get them going again? And he gave me, like, really good advice. It was just kind of like, you know, you have to, they feed off your energy. And on top of these, like, have meetings, like, address what's going on. Um, I think that was really helpful. So I don't think anyone should ever shy away from asking, like, other, like, I guess, Bollywood team captains, things like that. They're great resources. Um, and he was, like, a, he, was a, he was an alumni as well. So it was, like, he was, like, this is weird. Like, you're asking me about Ross. But I think overall it was just asking about how to lead a team, right? And right. then uh, theme-wise, yeah. they're not really, really involved in that. I think we asked them for choreo. 
sometimes if we hit a stump, we're like, can y'all help us with choreo? So they would do that. Um, and then they would come and practice from time to time to like clean or give advice. But more so they were there like as supporters. Um, okay, I'll go now. Um, so are you asking about like <laughs> dynamic or just like choreo or both or just is it just uh, i guess just like it, in what level are they involved yeah. and okay so i guess um they helped us like realize like i guess we just like had we sat down and had like a talk with them and they kind of helped us with our dynamic more so than the routine um i don't think generally i don't think alum give us choreo i think it's also because we want like fresh new minds every like every so often to like be doing the 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 choreo so it's not like the same thing over and over again um so i guess like our alum didn't give us choreo and we definitely don't give um the new gator house choreo um we definitely help them out like we critique them um give them a lot of tips um theme i think everyone can add to like the other two said but yeah i think alum is just like there to like kind of remind us like why we're doing this i guess like if, if it's really hard um mm -hmm. and then like we kind of like pick that up okay that's nice that's like you go to them for help yeah it's like it's like more like um like friendship which is like nice yeah, yeah. i think the biggest thing i'm hearing like from everyone is support system i think just like yeah. you know yeah. when things get rough like they're always going to be there and, and cheer you on i like that um okay so if you had to choose one thing so just like one one phrase whatever um uh, what was the biggest factor of success um that led you to your uh journey to res oh man <laughs> if you have multiple like you can pick one or a phrase or yeah i mean just <laughs> concise word. enough yeah yeah <laughs> concise enough you know uh like passion or you know whatever drive whatever something like that uh whatever was what was that factor for you or like, what would you credit the most? Yeah, like yeah, that's a better way of putting it. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's just so <laughs> I mean, confused. I think, <laughs> I think for us, like, because it was kind of like, for us, it was like a, a three-year process. I think when yeah. uh, us three came in, we knew what we wanted to do by the end. And it. So I think for us, it was just like recognizing what like the strengths of our team were and like what our like strengths were as like captains or whatever. And just trying to like capitalize on that the most. Um, like obviously sure. there's like a bunch of factors you can't control, but I think like really like taking time and it took a while, like it, it took us three years to like figure all this out. So I, yeah. I think definitely like recognizing what the strengths of your team are and like trying to like play to that, like, you know, every team has like a different style of how they right. dance and everything. But I, I don't think you should try and copy like another team, just like right. try and figure out what you do best and like focus on and that on and obviously that. yeah and build on that so i'm hearing like an iterative growth process you know yes i like that <laughs> <laughs> um, i would say i think coming from like two years where we weren't really like doing as well so that was i think a casino year and a um, lamp year so coming on tomorrow year i think it was more like people were just like i think like the want was there so i would always say like you know, we we can all have like everyone going to RES or everyone, you know, coming in, everyone's dance is like right here, right? Like everyone's at the mm -hmm. same level. But then I was like, the one thing that separates us is like our want factor or like being on stage and like we're entertaining, right? So it's like, it's that wanting to, wanting to go up there and wanting people to come up there and dance with us. So I would always say like, when you're on stage, it was like 
I, I don't know. It's like when you're on stage, you want like it's like you want that. Like you want to be on stage. You want to give it your all, and you want to win first, right? So I think that's like the biggest thing. I think that year was that everyone was like in it, 110%. No one was like out, like one foot out the door kind of thing. Um, right. And I think it was like that motivation, that want. Like they were like they were hungry. I, I know that sounds like weird, but they were like they're like no, we want to win. They're like we've never won. Yeah. Like we want to win, right? And I think that led them to like even put in that extra mile. And so mm-hmm. I think that was like yeah. the biggest thing was just like wanting and care, like caring for the right. dance, caring to be there. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think this answer sucks to hear, but as far as, um, <laughs> from a captain perspective, I think planning is the number one thing. Cause once you run out of time, you're out of time. Like yeah. that sucks. Your transitions suck. Like your gimmicks are going to suck if you run out of time. Um, so that's like logistically my answer, but, um, I guess in a more general aspect, it's just creating a routine that's fun for you guys to do and then fun for the audience to watch because I think the best feeling is also just like being excited to perform whatever it is, like your routine. Like you shouldn't be embarrassed right. about what you're going to put on that stage. Like, right. like I think everyone on the team was just excited because they just thought it was so fun. Like it was definitely a challenge. Um, like this routine, just cause we moved so much, honestly, um, <laughs> it was such a challenge, but I, I know a lot of people had fun. And I think that also like, helps with the passion aspect. I, I think one of them mentioned passion. And I think it's, it's also the want. Like, your team has to want it. Um, I'm not sure how you can control that up, upon your team, but, like, as long as they have, like, the passion for it, I think that's what, like, definitely drives it. I love these answers. <laughs> I just want to rate. I feel like team culture is, like, super-duper important because, like, I don't, like, it's, it's, like, there's no real way to, like, build it other than, like, building it. I don't, there's no, like, formula for it. <laughs> but if you can get everyone to yeah. kind of just, like, buy into this whatever vision that you have and, like, yeah. they're willing to, like, do that, they'll do more than you could ever ask them to do. Like, they will go right. beyond, like, they'll take it upon themselves. Like, I know a lot of times, like, we didn't even organize, like, practices and stuff. Like, team members would just go down and like do stuff and like yeah. without us yes yeah, so i think that's important that's so i think it's like that blind trust <laughs> that they have you know just getting into like yeah exactly what you said just the naive freshman <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's only just passion uh, a single tear just comes down <laughs> my face <laughs> uh, okay uh, so i think we're getting ready to wrap up now are there like any burning things that you guys wanted to share um ask each other or anything like that what you would think maybe would be helpful to like someone trying to bring up their team i mean i already mentioned this before but i think like definitely the biggest thing might be like asking other teams for advice because everyone's definitely willing to like a lot of people are willing to help you yeah i think like like for us we were really stubborn our sophomore year and we just like were just doing shit to like do it and i think once you start like getting people who like maybe have like a lot more experience than you involved in the process you can like go much quicker in your growth than like trying to it's just like running your head into a wall doing the same thing over and over like why even do that if you can actually like improve very like quickly if you just mm-hmm. ask because like she said like i know like suhani has talked to Komo a lot about like stuff in our set and like how to improve it and like we've reached out to other like teams and stuff so that's definitely been like a big part of the process i agree like not having like that narrow mindset kind of being open to like changes and stuff i think that helps with growth and also um i think with like 
I would say like speaking from a captain's perspective, having like captains who work well together and like the team's able, like that transparency aspect being like everything that we ever did, like me and Ethan Puja did, we always told the team like, and we gave them reasons as to why. And so I think that was very important because that made them feel like they were part of the process. And if they had like an opinion or, you know, suggestion, they would give it to us, right? So I think that was really important. I think that built our bond with the team a lot too. And they were able to like towards like RAS, they were just like, okay, they got it. Like we trust Mm. them kind of thing. Um, I think that's really important um, for like a team to build that bond first. And I think if we were, no one's on the same page, then it's not, it's not going to go, you know, like even at that one straggler, just like yelling at you the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a difference. Uh, I have the last question though. Just like it'll be literally one word. Okay. But um, what other than your own team, what was your favorite routine um, that was like performed this year? And you can't choose your own team. It's like, that's not fun. <laughs> I'm expecting to. Man, I don't know. Like every. You're like thinking really hard. There, there's like a. I, I feel like there's something about each team. Yeah. You gotta have one. Come on, you have to like one the most. There are a few that are amazing. Really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What I will say is, is at Chaos when we saw like Raga, like for the fir- like when they came out like the first time, like the first, I think y'all said it in your like the first like twenty beats. I was like, holy, yeah. like I was just like, <laughs> yeah, holy same. shit. And then <laughs> yeah, I was just like, this is crazy. Like I've never seen this like before. Really, it was wild. Like I didn't really, I wasn't like, I wasn't not not expecting it, but I also wasn't like expecting it. It was just like. Wow, so I think they were really entertaining. I mean, I, I want to say something about each team, but like, if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick them. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I, I was, I really like, routine-wise, Raga energy at Chaos. Um, I actually forgot I went to Chaos. That was amazing. Like watching those first twenty beats, Insane. like like he said. Um, but I do think routine-wise, like, G Dub and CMU have brought something, and they've taken like more risks. Um, I guess, and they brought like new things, like things I haven't seen before. So I really like that. I love G Dub's intro. I love it. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't stop. It is amazing, about and I also intro. love that first song. <laughs> it's so hype. I want to like do a rums up video or something to that. Anyway, um, but I think CMU like just overall has like just the intricacy of their choreo and like the abil- like their ability to hit it is insane to me um as well as their transitions all their transitions are so perfect um i just it, it, so you got you gotta pick looks, one dude i think <laughs> C, cmu just because of the the intricacy of okay. the choreo but i do love like like the what g-dub does at their beginning part all right love for everyone I yeah <laughs> like they're they're all good <laughs> All right, um, Vinny, do you, do you have a favorite yeah, from this so year? I only saw Art, like, Raga and CMU. I didn't get to see G-Dub. I haven't even seen them yet, so maybe I'll go on YouTube after this. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah I have, They're so good. And um, I would say, for me, I would... Oh, gosh. It's the same thing that Gomo said. Like, Raga's <laughs> energy was, like, amazing, right? But if I were to pick, I would pick CMU because their production and just the way they mix their choreo and transitioned into it was just amazing. Like... It wasn't one part where I was like, oh, I'm bored. Or like, oh, I, I don't know this. You know, you just mm-hmm. you understood that from the beginning to the end. Um, but I really like CMU. This just, if I had to pick, I'd pick CMU. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they had, they had a, an extremely comprehensive Yeah, it was routine. amazing. Yeah. And like execution-wise, it was like amazing. I'm like, what the heck? How do you yeah. hit that? And like spin and hit that. Like what? Seriously. But... <laughs> 
All right, this is right. actual last question because we just thought of <laughs> for it. For real, for real, for real, for real. No, we'll let you go soon. Um, okay, so it's hashtag quarantine season. What is your favorite uh, quarantine pastime? Ras. Oh, I'm learning a new language. I'm learning French. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm learning so if you download like Duolingo wow. and Hindi, so I'm learning both because I know Gujarati. I don't know Hindi, right? So on Duolingo, I download Hindi and French. And it's like a free course, and so I'm learning a new language. I'm trying to learn it. That's so, like, awesome. I'm working really from home cool. and, That's... you know, doing this course. You're That's one of amazing. those yeah, kids. I'm, I'm trying to do that. that. Like, don't tell my mom <laughs> Even my mom doesn't know this. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, I've been playing NBA 2K and watching nice. a Harry Potter movie a day. So that's oh, pretty nice. much what I've been doing. That's amazing. Amazing. Yes. I love that. <laughs> all right we can all go ahead and wait go, what is Komal doing i'm honestly i like, guess she's just doing Ross. yeah no. like i was definitely like i was definitely doing fusion like this whole year and i love it like but i think this quarantine like really pulled me right back into <laughs> ras because like it's just my phone has been like buzzing with like a bunch of ras people and then i started doing like videos and i don't know I don't it's know. It's fun. It's addicting. I really like the challenge thing that's going around right now where everyone's like oh, yeah. telling each other to do their like routine. favorite routine. routine. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's might fun. be why how I got back in. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much you guys yeah, for being so on this episode. This so I think it fun. was like it, yeah, it was so much fun. It was really helpful and you guys actually like gave so many really good tips that um, I think would be really useful for teams next year. Yeah. So again, really thank you. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> awesome. I know it's like two hours of your time, but we really, really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you for having yeah. us. And then, yeah, thank you. Uh, Bavik, I hope you have uh, your, a RAS type of experience soon, yeah. sometime, somewhere. Hopefully. You deserve it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. We love Ramblin. All right, we'll sign off. See you guys on the next one. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you guys.